Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes learned the secrets of the card reader Zalara from beyond the grave before receiving a new quest from her old friend, Ziva Foxglove. A revealing investigation was conducted at the Trader's Muse, and our party now has direction to continue unraveling the mystery they find themselves in. The Cursed Campaign continues now. Hello and welcome back to Bestow Curse. Guys, we talked a lot about poisons. There's a whole grimoire about it last time. Usually you only encounter those in in fantasy games, right? Or the internet. Or the internet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do any of you have any poison stories? I wouldn't expect you to, but I mean, the floor is yours. I don't have a ton of experience with poisons, but with toxic substances, I did used to work in a lab, the food microbiology lab. So we had some pretty nasty chemicals and some uh, bacteria that could actually make you sick. And one of the things we were looking into was ozone, which is a great disinfectant, but it's not great if it comes in contact with people. And, uh, the ozone purge wasn't working properly in the lab, flooded the entire basement lab with ozone. It took a little while for some of the people to figure out why they were having such horrible headaches. Oh boy. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, But I eventually figured it out and we were able to clear the lab and it was fine, but uh, they weren't doing so great with that ozone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Luckily I was not in the lab at the time. You have to wonder the real life names of things like ozone, like what, what do you think the fantasy name like is? Is ozone crocodile tears? Like what? What is the fantasy name for these poisons and the real life analog? I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Well, doesn't ozone? Doesn't the smell of ozone come around like lightning strikes or something? Yeah, it does. They call it like lightning gas or something. Lightning gas, <laughs> probably. Uh, lightning in a bottle. Every time we do electric arc, lightning gas. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ozone yeah. There. Right there. I don't know. Does like food poisoning count? I mean, I guess some some poisons act yeah. like food poisoning does. Yeah, I used to think that I was getting food poisoning like on a regular basis. Like I'm talking like once a month, I was calling off work thinking I had food poisoning. I just had celiac. <laughs> <laughs> I just had an autoimmune disease that caused me physical pain. It is DNA damage, not poison. <laughs> I don't know. Do the boys have anything? I didn't consider it uh, a poison story when I was a kid, when it happened, but did a lot of dumb things as a, as a very young, very young child. And uh, no, <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. But one of the things I tried to do is I got it into my head that I was a magician or a wizard of some sort oh, and that boy. I could brew potions. Oh. So, <laughs> so this story also has to do with those. Uh, I got myself, I got myself a cup. I got myself some water and some hand soap and I mixed it together and tried to drink it. What kind of powers did it give you? I don't know what I was expecting, but it was awful. And the I- incredible power to go to the bathroom every five minutes. Wait, you you truly thought you were a magician, so you mixed water and a hand soap, and you thought, what did you think was going to happen? I don't know. I just thought that's what you Magic. did to brew potions, I think. Huh. It's foaming. It I must w- be working. I think, yeah, I, thought, I saw foam, so I thought, yeah, this is, uh, 
I've seen cauldrons bubble or bubble, something. Bubble, bubble, yeah. toil and trouble. I yeah. would like to say there is an entire subset of like people who thought that they could brew potions. This is like a whole thing. Uh, there's like a, a an age of when a, a child hits and there's it started becoming more popular after probably the rest of us, not Chris, because Chris is a little bit younger than us, but after the rest of us were past that. But there's a huge influx of kids who thought they could brew potions. And a lot of them mixed together lotions, body washes, shampoos, everything they could find in the bathroom and said that they were brewing potions. And it actually led to quite a few kids being sick. So you're just another one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's only <laughs> happened a few years ago. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, by the way, kids are brewing potions and cleaning supplies. Haley said Chris was a little younger. Chris is 14. <laughs> <laughs> Still say, brewing potions to this day. In Wait, reality, he's not that much younger. It just he must have been one of those kids. His mom had to sign a permission slip for him to be on the podcast. <laughs> are you drinking a potion over there? <laughs> Mixed it myself. <laughs> that reminds me of because Harry Potter was really popular when we were kids. And I remember at age 11 waiting to get like the Harry Potter, like the, absolutely. the Hogwarts acceptance letter. I, do you remember that? Did you do that? Absolutely. Man, that's pathetic. Okay. Never got it. All right, Steve. <laughs> I, I asked my parents a lot if I was adopted because then I had a better chance of actually being. Here's a thing. Oh, I'm right. I I both tried to convince my brother that he was adopted. Never worked. And then once I was reading more fantasy books, and I realized that all the kids that like anything happened to, they usually had some sort of sad backstory or didn't know their parents. So then I was like, maybe we're both adopted. You know what? <laughs> now that this line, of us are, by now the that way. this line of thinking has come up, now that I remember this, me and my brother, who's two years older than me, used to hang out with our two cousins all of the time. And because all of those fantasy and sci-fi stories and all of that start with orphans, the game <laughs> that we always played was orphans. We'd say, hey, do you want to get together and play orphans? And then the four of us would just pretend to be orphans. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's that dark. probably explains a lot. All right. Well, kill that, kill that conversation. That's, yeah. I mean, like, I'm just thinking about the ramifications of that on your psyche. Yeah. You guys helped out a lot of orphans. So I guess. In the story context, you can yeah. feel good. Psychic healing. Sure. That's what that is. Psychic healing. So now we're going to a theater. Well, last time, despite all the poisons, you guys kind of got a new mission. A new person has entered in the form of Ziva Foxglove. And your investigation led you to find out some information about these disasters that are potentially going to be happening around Corvosa uh, and maybe where to find them and maybe where to prevent them. Uh, and you're also on the look lookout for a fortune teller who you now know is named gold tooth. Maybe that's the one non rotting tooth she has in her head. Who knows? <laughs> hmm. But it's late at night. And so that's where we find our heroes and traders muse at night. Does the flyer say when the production would be? It looks like the production's a week from now. The actual production. Hmm. At this point, they're probably setting up and preparing for it, though. So we could still check it out. I think I agree that we probably don't need to wait a week to check it out. Might be a little late tonight. Mm -hmm. But I, I certainly don't want to wait a week. 
All right, so maybe we head to our respective homes for the night. Mm-hmm. Again, unless Diego goes too far away, needs to stay on the floor again. And then we can regroup because we have a couple different places we need to go still. So we could visit both the, what is it? Frisky Unicorn? That, as well as the amphitheater. Those are the two places we could visit at daytime or in daytime. I'm not sure when Sylvie's school is. I'm pretty sure she's been skipping a lot of class. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it hasn't been that many days, let's be real. Yeah, this is probably your second day of skipped class. All right, well, she can't get too out of hand then. She can't get kicked out. So we could do (laughs) like an early morning or an evening investigation too. Or you could explain yourself to Ben Carlo. Maybe he'd let it slide. Another good option. He seemed understanding. I definitely am in favor of meeting up in the morning, maybe to go to check out that bed and breakfast. I agree with that. Oh, uh, yeah. Morning would be a good time for bed and breakfast. Yeah. How about morning bed and breakfast, and then we take time off in the middle of the day so that Mir can actually run her shop for a little bit, and then <laughs> at night, the evening, we go to the amphitheater. I think that's a great plan. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Let's do it. Okay. So you head to your respective homes, Vec and Mir staying on Edrin Isle. Sylvie, where do you live in Corvosa? Sylvie and her family lives in the Heights. They definitely do not have the nicest house on the block. The uh, lowest of the Heights. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Uh, Looking a little run down at this point, but they do their best to try to keep it up. Yeah, so you approach your stately but maybe aging and somewhat out of date with the most recent trends home. It's still a small manor. And Diego, you cross the city and head north to Trail's End where... The Shuanti, among others, uh, many Varesians, etc., live, or at least stay. In the morning, because I assume it's late enough that most of you are trying not to disturb your uh, <laughs> your families, maybe Sylvie makes a stealth check to <laughs> get into the house uh, relatively unnoticed. But in the morning, why don't we... Focus in on Vec. What's going on for Vec? What's his house life? What's his house like? Life like? Sure. So he lives in, in a very small apartment. He's not the only resident there. He lives there with uh, one of his family members. It's his grandfather. So in the morning, he's just going around, getting dressed, washing himself up in a wash basin, and then probably putting together a little breakfast for his grandfather before he heads out. Is his grandfather up and around? He's up. He's sitting in a rocking chair. You know that he doesn't sleep a ton. Yeah. He's kind of like one of those four-hour-a-night sleepers. You know, as you get old, you just don't need as much time. Hey, Vicky, where have you been? Oh, it's been busy, busy at the mercantile, Grandpops. We had a ship come in yesterday from Osirian. These wonderful idols that they pulled deep from the pyramids. They're going to be, oh, I'd, I'd assume maybe hitting the city markets within a week. I know you'd love seeing them. Oi, 
Yeah, mate. The, the Sirioni, that, the artifacts are generally quite astounding. How's the pops? Mom and Dad are out right now. I'm sure they'll be back soon. They, they, they've been asking about you. You been sleeping okay? You're not tattling on me, are you? No, I know you like to burn it at both ends, but that stays between me and you. They don't need to know. Uh, my, my old pal Voshnik, he visited me. Oh, he, he did. How's he doing? Uh, he's, uh, he's, he's found in that, um, that magic school he's always talking about. He's very excited. Ooh, that's a lot of work. Starting from the ground up. Uh, he asked me if I wanted to, wanted in, wanted to help him, but I said I'm too busy with my grandson. You're, you're, I know you're you're a busy man, and 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 hey, uh, that that Osirian trader that came in, I, I think that boosted the coppers a bit. And the refurbishments are almost done. I promise we'll be able to get out of this temporary apartment soon, back into the manor. Uh, that would be nice. I miss my I miss my windows and my views. Yeah, the views here. He looks at the blank wall. There's just no windows. Leave a little to be desired, but we'll be back in no time. Hey, 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 Grandpops, I know I, I brought back some news for you to, to keep you busy. Uh, I know how you love to read the paper. And if his grandfather is looking down or something, he's going to reach behind a dresser and pull out a really crinkly old looking newspaper. You can see some of the comings and goings on, and he passes him the paper. Oh, thanks, Vicky. You know, I've, I need to read my stories. A absolutely. And you maybe start preparing breakfast. This Volschnik person is someone your grandpa's talked about mm -hmm. a lot, uh, especially since he's been this way. Yeah. Uh, but Vec really doesn't think anything of it. It's it's another one of his kind of like delusions. You think uh, nobody? It looks like nobody's been here uh, since you've left. And as you come back into the room with breakfast, oh, Vicky, where you been? Uh, busy, R real busy, Grandpops. And we turn now to. Sylvie, in what I assume is a very different state of affairs for her breakfast. Uh, you come downstairs and you see that you're the last of your family to sit down to breakfast. It, it seems that they didn't wait for you. They probably didn't notice that you had come home. Your uncle stands up. There's a scrape of his large wooden chair along the ground. Sylvie, where, where have you been? We have been so worried about you. Sylvie stiffens a little bit, looking uh, just out of place even here in her family's home. I have been doing some investigations. I have made a very large improvement. I have turned over a whole new leaf. You remember my investigations into Lam and what he did to poor Ami. 
Oui, I... I do. I was finally able to track him down and defeat him. He will no longer be spreading his lies and poison to the people. Your aunt would speak up at this point. You should not be getting your hands dirty like this, Sylvie. Mon dieu, we were so worried about what had happened to you when you have not showed up to class in two days. What are we paying that Vencarlo or Cine for if he is not teaching you? I have been learning much in the classroom and out in the city. I have been making great improvements and she'll do a little twirl and then do a fencing stance. That Zendarum girl has been spreading rumors about you since you've been missing class. Oh, that Camilla, she can never keep her mouth closed when it comes to talking about my life. I swear she is obsessed with me. Well, when can we expect to see your presence? In the future, are you going to leave us again? Or will you be staying here? Should we have your sheets changed? I, of course, will still be coming back. I have some further investigations to do. There is much in this city that I have not seen or experienced. There are so many orphans of Corvosa. These children, they live such horrible lives. I am so thankful for what you have given me. I can only imagine if my mother did not take me back to family. But of course, Sylvie. And, um, they, your aunt fixes you a plate and sits down and you're getting eyes across the table from your cousin Hoover. Uh, and he kind of like, he kicks you in the shin underneath the table and like tilts his head to the side, finishes up his plate rather quickly, cleans it. Mother, I will be off. Uh, it is good to see you, Sylvie. And he like, again, while the rest of your family is not really looking, tilts his head to the side, motioning. It is always good to see you, my cousin. And she eats a few more bites of her breakfast and stands up as well. If you would excuse me, I need to get going if I am to make it to class on time. Well, that is exactly what we want you to be doing, Sylvie. Tell uh, Mr. Rossini we send our regards. Of course. You follow where your cousin had gone and... He's waiting there for you further into the hall. With us having to fire the maid because we could not afford the maid, I I was taking care of your chores, and I did find um, this this note. It seems it may be uh, yours. It has your name on it. Thank you for keeping up my end of the housework. I can't do it forever. I know, I know. I I will be here to do my chores. Just give me a little bit more time. And she takes the note and looks at it. The note reads, My child Sylvia, one day we will meet again when you know yourself. Until then, sweet dreams. She like turns it over in her hand, trying to find more. Hmm, this is 
curious. And she's going to pocket it and go on getting ready for the day. And now we turn to Diego at Trail's End. Diego, there is one farm at Trail's End, like a permanent settlement. And it is run by the Soldado family. And today is one of the rare days where they are, um, well, Tace Soldado, uh, she's a widow, but runs the farm. She's cooking a breakfast from farmed goods. And oftentimes when she does this, she will invite specifically the the Shuanti that live around here, as well as some of the traveling Varesians to eat with her family. And so she invites you as well as Thousand Bones and Gaken and, and uh, many others of various Shuanti tribes that are here. Her children kind of clamor around. They've all been awake for hours now, <laughs> as children do. They're even... For a farmer, they wake up before dawn, before their mother. You know these children, Brianna, Carlo, and Rello, are um, two sons and a daughter of Tace. They're really good kids. You've gotten to know them for, uh, I guess, month or two that you've you've been in the city. And Thousand Bones would fix a plate and sit down next to you. My son, where have you been? Forgive me, I I know I've not been by your side for these past few days. I hope you understand that I would not be away if it were not something I felt was important. And indeed, I feel I've gained new information about my past, about maybe my purpose here. It is no trouble. Uh, part of the reason I wanted you in this city is to... Learn about yourself. Gakin and I more than covered your responsibilities. What have you learned, my son? I've learned more about my past life in the city. Seems there are many people who used to know me or used to know who I once was. The phrase nine lives is spread around to to reference to me and my return. Indeed, it's been 30 years since I was back in the city and the man who killed me I received notice from a woman who knew of both my death by his hand and information about him I have sought him out with a few other people and we have taken him down it is good that you're learning about your past I do not know much about you from before you arrived at the Callow Mounds, fully formed. However, I do know your spirit. Nine Lives is a fitting name for you, for what you've come through, what your past was. You've made references to this, this idea you've connected me to. How can you be so sure that I am the one that you speak of? I have spent much time in Corvosa, I knew what Nine Lives stood for. I do not believe Nine Lives was your spirit's only journey to this plane, but one of many. Nine Lives was a protector 
of Corvosa, not just for the people of the city, but for all who tread the streets, the Shuanti, the Varesians, the Zarni. He stood up for those that could not help themselves. I never did get to meet Nine Lives, but he had a connection to the other symbol of this city. The man Blackjack is another man idea, a person that fights for what's right in Corvosa. I think Nine Lives knew him or was tied to him in some way. Do you know anything else about him, or is it just rumors about him that flow through the city? Blackjack has been around since the first time I stepped foot in Corvosa 50 years ago, and from what I've heard, is has been around for years and years before that. I do not believe Blackjack is one person, but more a mantle that has passed through the generations. Hey, your re-emergence on this plane, Diego, is, is similar, but not the same. I took you in because your soul, I think, has a purpose here. I do not believe that Nine Lives was your first appearance in Corvosa. In fact, I feel more than anyone I've met, your spirit tied to these lands. Then perhaps it is fitting that I've, if this is all true, returned at this time. The people that I'm with, myself, we've we've spoken to a few fortune tellers and soothsayers. Through different means, they all speak of the same thing, a tragedy or set of disasters that are, they foresee, befalling upon Corvosa. If what they speak of is true or going to come true, then perhaps I can play a role in, in stopping it. And what I wanted to ask your permission for is to spend more time tracking down what's going on with these these prophecies. I know we are working on the ties between the Corvosa and the Shawanti, but if someone affiliated with the Shawanti can, can play a role in turning the tide to avert these tragedies, perhaps that will will help our our ties with the city. My son, you are home. You do not have to ask me to defend your home, but I am here to guide you when you need it. Diego bows his head in appreciation. And at that point, like, Taste Soldado comes back to the table with, like, more bacon or something, and and at this point, we turn to the Badger and Blade and Mir sleeping in for the first time in a couple of days gets awoken by the sound of Figgy just like you hear the, his claws scampering quickly. You know, he's about to make a dive for the bed and you hear <laughs> and he hops up onto the bed, rousing you. <laughs> He's clearly hungry. Obviously, yes. Um, Mir groans, rolls over, grabs Figgy, gives him a hug, and then says, This is the first time in a while I've slept in. Give me a minute. And 
<laughs> but she would she would get up uh, slowly and rubbing her eyes, she'd, she'd walk over and the first thing she would want is uh, some coffee. And she would get that around and afterwards she would get a bowl of earthworms. <laughs> and as Which you, she has multiple plants in her house and they just like... Just a bunch of worms. Yeah, she keeps worms in there. So as you kind of draw the curtains and make the shop look a little bit more presentable in the front, you look through your glass entrance and out onto, onto Corvosa and you notice smoke on the horizon. Oh. Which sometimes happens in yeah. this city. And something's being burnt down. Okay. Yeah, that's something she would mentally take a note of. Uh, she assumes another building's probably being burned down. She would r- remind herself to check the paper later when she gets it. And then she would make herself a little something to eat. Probably something similar to porridge or oatmeal. And then she would head downstairs and instead of doing her normal cadence of opening up the shop, getting ready to ever have everything open for customers, she's actually going to try to write uh, an apology note and a note of when she'll be back. Basically saying that the shop won't open until mid-morning. And then she would get ready to close the shop all back up and lock it all up again and leave. This is She's spending a lot more time than normal away from her shop. Yeah. And so the plan was for everyone to meet up at the Frisky Unicorn. Sylvie doesn't have to go far. However, Mir and Vec are traveling across the Narrows of Santa Lica to the Heights District, and Diego, after a hearty breakfast, is heading across the East Gate and up. One last thing before we totally get a, a sidetracked, which we already have. My bad. What direction was the smoke on the horizon? Like, what district was it coming from? It was in Midlands. Midlands. Oh. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. I'll be mercantile. I hope not. <laughs> Would be worth swinging by, though, at some point. Not now. <laughs> I'll swing by at some point. So as you all approach the frisky unicorn, you hear a cacophony of shrieks and growls from within. Periodically, tiny dragons dart out of the windows in the turret before flying into other rooms to wreak havoc. You hear a loud argument emerging from the back of the building. Hmm. That must be the unicorn. I can't pinpoint why that got me so bad, <laughs> but I think that's a very funny joke. It got me because I just don't really think even in fantasy world, unicorns are really real. Oh, they are. All right. All right. I, I can't confirm or deny that, Mr. Long Shadow, but we might as well find out. So I guess we enter. Yeah, you can actually enter. You enter the um, in the front lobby. And this spacious lobby uh, features comfortable couches and tables laden with refreshments. Uh, there's some guests lounging on the couches. You uh, you hear a certain guest 
who's a bit more boisterous than the other aristocrats here. He's tall and he has cropped blonde hair. And he is, uh, he's kind of boasting. I bet old Oliver decided to charge them rent. I bet that's why all the pseudo dragons are up in a huff. Uh, Sylvie, you recognize this person. Oh. He is in your fencing class. You know his name is Eamon Jalento. Sylvie knows him. She'll approach saying, Ah, it is good to see you this morning. Oh, hello there, Sylvie. Uh, Skipping class as well, I see. Oh, I plan to attend at uh, some point this afternoon. Okay, um, morning classes, afternoon classes, yes, uh, I, I'll certainly be there as well. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. It seems to be there is some trouble this morning. Do you know what is going on? Oh, yes, the, well, the pseudo-dragons are all up in a huff, uh, flying in and out of the tower. I came here because, well... All the excitement kind of drew me in, and it's always fun to talk to foreign dignitaries. Oh, of course. I'm sure you are learning all of the best rumors here. But, um, uh, old, uh, old Oliver seems to have his hands full. Uh, you know Oliver is the propri- proprietor of this place. You hear them arguing in the, in the kitchen over there. It seems, um, well, they're... I think one of their new guests is is causing quite a stir. Ah, do you know anything more about them? Uh, she go Lady Callister. She's from, she's a a noble from Taldor. And you hear kind of muffled in the distance, Where's my breakfast? (laughs) Is this what passes for service in this ramshackle excuse for an inn? You see what I mean? She sounds like such a uh, lovely woman. Well, I suppose when you run an inn, beggars can't be choosers. She's probably paying quite a bit of coin. Uh, with that uh, high maintenance attitude, I'm sure he can charge a pretty penny. And uh, what are you doing here today? Me and my friends here are uh, investigating some rumors of trouble to come. Oh, it well, seems like we may have found it already. There's plenty of trouble here. Um, oh, you run with quite a different crowd. Hello, uh, everybody. I'm Eamon Gelento. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Gelento. My name is Vicarus Raleigh, but you can call me Vec. If you have friends of Sylvie, you're friends of mine. Greetings. <laughs> good. Uh, Sylvie uh, will point to her other friends. And this is my friend Diego and Mia. Well, welcome. You've come at a great time, it seems. Sorry, I can't be of much more help. This is my day off. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to class later. Yeah, totally. Definitely going to be at class. Sylvie, um, I'll be there for sure. You know that he's not a very good sword fighter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and so let me bring up the map here. So you guys entered through this uh, front double door. And you think the kitchen's at the back corner of the building. And that's where it sounds like uh, this lady Callister is worked up. Uh, well, it sounds like there's another argument happening. Oh, a separate argument. Yeah. Well, one at a time we check out, I suppose. I mean, yeah, why not check out the argument? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, so you enter and this is a kitchen. 
This well-appointed kitchen looks to be in disarray. You see several nervous cooks and other kitchen workers lingering at the sides of the room, watching a loud argument unfolding in front of them. It looks like there is there are two cooks bickering. One is kind of a tall, dark-haired, olive-skinned man. You cannot dictate what I do in my kitchen! And the other is a more gruff, blonde, uh, kind of pale-looking man. Oi! Lady Callister gets the only gets the best. You you need to I'm her personal chef. You need to listen to me when you prepare breakfast for her. Well you can no no no. You should not even be in my kitchen. This is unacceptable. And uh, they notice uh, large cat folk looming in the doorway. Greetings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for the unicorn. (laughs) The unicorn. Um, And the the blonde cook would turn to you. Uh, Are you here for the beasties? I think at least one of those pseudo dragons is a full size dragon based off the racket. Well. We are here looking for any rumors of trouble going on, if that is something that's causing a mess here, I suppose. (laughs) The other chef cuts you off. Oh, thank goodness, the dragon expert! (laughs) And he heads out of the room. (laughs) Oh, boy! (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. And about a minute later, uh, a new man enters. Well, hello there. I suppose you're the dragon experts. (laughs) My My name is Oliver Cadmion. I'm... The proprietor of the Frisky Unicorn. Oliver, what seems to be the problem? Uh, Well, my dragons are normally docile, but something has agitated them, and now they're flying into guest rooms and tearing apart their belongings. Uh, So far, no one's been hurt, but I'm worried they may become violent. Or worse, they might move out, and then where will my attraction be? It'll be a disaster for my business. Uh, Listen, I'll pay you just... Just get it figured out. Dragons are finicky fellows. We will do what we can to rectify the matter. What might help us, however, is if you could let me know when this started happening and if that corresponded to any comings or goings. Just this morning, it's it's uh, wild. I, just this morning, they started acting up. They've been they've been fine for years and years up until this point. It's a mess. I I don't know what's going on. They can't be reasoned with. I can't get them to stop flying around. Diego turns to Mir, or just looks at her. I know someone uh, in our group is uh, an expert with dealing with these sorts of creatures. I I'm an expert in most animal. Thank goodness! Finally, someone who can speak some draconic into these dragons. I can speak to animals, yes. They're not animals, they're dragons. Oh, yep. no. <laughs> I'm starting to think you're not a dragon expert. Oh, no, 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 we certainly are. We just want to make sure we understand the situation. Dragons are finicky creatures. We don't want to upset them any further than they've already been upset. Right, right, you were kidding with me, I understand. Right. I was, I guess. Um, And you say nothing has changed. Have you seen anybody prancing around the place doing horrible things? No! 
All right. What a strange question to ask. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me let me yes, make this very clear. Yes, people around doing horrible things. <laughs> well, let me make this very clear. You said they've been complacent for years. I'm just trying right. to figure out what changed. I don't think they changed by themselves. Dragons live for a very long time. They settle down someplace. They're going to be there for a long time. However, something must have upset them. My guess, it's somebody. Well, it's not me. I was no accusatory... Uh, tone in my voice. I can't really tell with you. Uh, some kind of dragon expert dialect. <laughs> I mistake my native Corvosan tongue for something it is not. There must be a lot of dragons on that island you live on. Well, the toilets flush in a different way than they do up here. <laughs> um, alright. What do we do? Point us to I... the dragons. Should we just go to the guest rooms? You... You could try the guest rooms, the dragons, they live up in the turret. We can start at the turret? Yeah. Dragon experts we are. We know to go to the turret. <laughs> Let's go. And as we walk away, Mir whispers to Diego, I've always wanted to meet a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to be quiet. I don't know how well she is, but we the, head to the turret. Uh, the blonde chef, kind of as, as the situation is de-escalated, Sidles up to Vac. Hey, listen. You know, I top Cadmian's reward if yeah, if you're going up there anyway, if you could bring me down a dragon egg. Oh. For um for my mistress' sake, it'd be uh, the perfect breakfast. Or if you could find the imp that I asked to do the same thing yesterday. Um I'd like to get my money back from him, at least, if he's not going to follow through. Ah, I think I'm starting to put two and two together. Yes, I know someone from the far-off lands of Taldor must be used to a certain lifestyle, and we are professionals. However, coin talks in this town. Maybe it is worth it to us. I'll see what I can do. Uh... Is this something that's happening just between Vec? Yes. Clearly, I'm not going to do this. That's horrible. But he told I think he told us what got them all riled up. This imp Absolutely. got the egg and yeah. he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so then I guess if we walk away, then Vec's going to be like, hey, uh, this guy, he, he let an imp loose up there. Imp probably stole the egg. Imp's gone. Dragons are all pissed off about it. We just got to find the egg, I think. Do you think I could be in their room uh, for Lady Callister for the, who the egg was for? Frankly, I, I don't know. The only reason that I could think a chef would want the egg is because he probably wanted to par- prepare it into some sort of dish. If he don't know what it is, I think the imp probably just made off with it. He indicated that he had hired the imp, so the imp probably just took the egg somewhere else. No real loyalty to this cook. It would seem this noble lady is the source of a lot of trouble happening here. Perhaps we go talk to her after we're finished here in the turret. Don't disagree. We should make sure this imp isn't stuck up here somewhere, causing more trouble. 100%. So let's head. So where do you guys want to go? The turret. As you climb the stairs, go ahead and make me a perception check. Yes, this is my expertise. 22. 14. Only an 18. 16. Uh, everybody but Vec notices on the uppermost stair 
a shattered egg. Oh, no. Oh, God damn it. You open the door, and uh, this tower that was designed to emulate Castle Corvosa's Sea Watch Tower is cramped, but it has a really high ceiling and wooden rafters that cross overhead. Slim windows offer breathtaking views of the city and beyond. The furnishings are covered with drop claws, which are themselves bedaubed with many seasons worth of dragon droppings. You see a fledgling pseudo-dragon sitting up in the rafters, squalling, just... Make me another perception. Another nat 20 on perception for a 27. Same here, but for a 24. (laughs) 13. (laughs) What was yours? 22 for Sylvie. About to start some combat. Everyone but Vec notices (laughs) a young hippogriff in the corner of the room. And you're not surprised by it as it kind of gallops towards you. Please place yourselves on the map. Something tells me that this hippo griff was something that was just added to this adventure. Curious. Romeo, Romeo, Lord Corvus. (laughs) (laughs) Mir, you are the first to act as this young hippogriff kind of lopes at you. So it's being actively angry at us. You would call this maybe hostile or unfriendly. I would let you use an action to perceive as sense motive. Yeah, I'll do that. 19. This creature's young. It probably just plays rough. It looks like it's attempting to come play. And so no, you don't think it's hostile. Is it considered an animal? It is considered an animal. That's great. I would like to command an animal, which is also an action. Okay. I'm going to attempt a nature check against the animal's will, DC, and I'm going to tell it to stay. I think that's an acceptable command. Okay. Make me a roll. Or maybe um, I could say calm. (laughs) Either way, yeah, I'll make a roll. Natural 20, 27. (laughs) That is a critical success. Although I don't know that there's a crit success condition for that. No. Uh, the hippogriff sits and it it's flapping its wings excitedly, but it doesn't approach any further. As you are doing this, a adult pseudo dragon flies in through the window and perches and observes. Are we out of initiative order? You are out of initiative order. Oh, I was going to walk over and pet it. Well, if you do that, the pseudo-dragon speaks to you telepathically. Okay. Are you here to steal more eggs? What brings you to our perch? We heard someone was coming around stealing eggs. That's not okay. I love all creatures. As you can see, I didn't want to fight this one. It just didn't know what it's doing. We were coming to see if we could help out. We heard there's maybe an imp about stealing eggs. Yes, we saw the imp last night. Did you see where it went? He was able to escape 
down the stairs. We went looking, but could not find him. He has strange skin. We could only see him when it was too late. He was camouflaged. We're happy to look for him. He has two of our eggs. Two? Yes. Well, we're happy to help get these eggs back. They need their mothers, and they don't deserve to be food. No, we don't take kindly to be tr- being treated as food. We're thinking of leaving this perch and finding a safer place. I'll tell you, the owner of this place is very unhappy. He's just as, as upset as you guys. He did not want this to happen. I promise that this that there will be punishment. Well, if you can return our eggs, we will consider staying. I'll let the owner know too, so more people will look. That is appreciated. Until our clutch is found, we will stop at nothing. Tearing apart rooms. It is in Oliver's best interest to get these eggs found quickly. Can you pause on the destruction of rooms for a bit, just so that we can look without getting harmed? Roll a diplomacy. Okay. Well, it's not so good for me. Five. Because it's a flat roll. It would be impossible for me to convince the rest of our brood to stop searching for our young. I understand. Mir's gonna turn back to the rest of you guys. They're missing two eggs. We've got... We've got to help. Does our friend here have any indication whether the thief is still in the building? We know if he is here, maybe he fled. I mean, they're tearing apart the rooms. I guess they thought that also... The smell of eggs is still fresh. It cannot be far. The eggs smell close by. (laughs) Okay. Um, This one smells like sadness. (laughs) He looks at that. (laughs) Yeah. And a cat. Man, there's probably a lot of smells. That one smells like sandy poop. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, do Sylvie. (laughs) Hmm. This one smells like... What do swords smell like? Metal? This one smells like sword. I was going to say, this one smells like privilege. (laughs) I smell the privilege from a mile away. Your nose is very intuitive. I've never doubted it. Mia, can you ask him if there's anywhere he hasn't looked yet in this building? I mean, can you hear them? Yes. I'm not stupid. I can talk to all of you. Mia, what's he saying? <laughs> Hurry. I'll keep talking to you. Tom's ticking. I like when that one is confused. <laughs> Mia, t- tell him I've found one of the eggs. It's broken right here. I'm not sure where my brethren have looked, but you should see them tearing apart the rooms if they're looking there. Notably, when you arrived, the lobby didn't look like it was torn apart. The kitchen didn't look like it was torn apart and presumably this lady Calstare is 
is in her room yelling, so she probably would have fled her room if that was being torn apart. The eggs must be in one of the rooms that's not occupied by this Lady Callister. So I think maybe in the other guest rooms. One thing to note, this imp has camouflage skin. These dragons couldn't see him till it was too late. Let's go get him. That does not bode well for us. This lady, the eggs may not be in her room, but maybe she knows where they could be hidden if they were meant for her. The chef clearly did not get a hold of them. I don't know if she has any idea. Feels like something the chef was trying to do just to make his lady happy. Yes, and if either of them knew, the imp probably would have delivered it to them, which it seems like he has not yet. Or we'd be hearing her yell about this imp. I think we just have to go to the other guest rooms. At once. Search your top to bottom. Oh. Root him out. By the way... There will definitely be dragons in those rooms, and we can't call them back. We just gotta be nice. I think generally we're pretty nice. Yeah, we should just be cautious. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that's where we gotta go now. Sure, so you head back downstairs. Yeah, one last pat to the hippograph, and then we'll go downstairs. (laughs) Piggy just... (laughs) Could be friends, jeez. That wasn't an angry okay. noise. <laughs> oh, I can't tell. I thought these angry noises are like. Bah! I thought it was a jealous noise. I thought it was a little flirtatious. <laughs> ah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what the badgies are getting into? I think he's taking a level in bard. <laughs> All right. Well, it does look like the spiral staircase from the turret kicks out in the lobby, and that was one of the places that was rather untouched. So I think we should just start with the lobby. Take yeah, a look around. So you guys are in exploration mode. I assume all of you are. Searching. Yes. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and make me perception checks. Eight. Twenty-three. Uh, Fifteen. Eighteen. You're not seeing anything in here. Bedrooms. Next room. Okay, so you head to... You just want to go clockwise? B5. Yeah, let's start with B5. Sure. Uh, go ahead and make me perception checks again. Thirteen. Twenty-one. Twelve. Thirteen. With a 21, you see in the corner above a dresser shifting pigment, almost like an outline. God. Mm, not in here, it seems. Let's keep moving. Mir's going to pull out her bow and aim it at the shifting thing. At the shifting, like, colors, I guess. And tell Figgy, get over there. That's where they're shifting colors. I think that could be that camouflage skin. Everybody stay. Do we need to shoot it? It was collecting eggs. If we catch it alive, we can ask where the eggs are. Oh, I just want to threaten it. Maybe the eggs are on its person, and harming it might hurt the egg, too. We should learn more. Yes. Okay. Guys, I'm not trying to kill it, but if there's something that's in the corner of the room, right, you gotta, like, corner it. Yes. Yeah, so Figgy gets up there. Figgy has a scent ability, right? Yes. So he would get up to the corner and... (laughs) There's clearly something there. Yes. All right, I know we're doing this whole thing. There's... Looking at the map, there's a fireplace and a door. Vex is going to shut the door behind us so it can't, like, jet out. 
Diego, watch the fireplace. Make sure it doesn't sneak out. Are there windows? There is one window. We're right here. We're looking at this room. Oh, there are oh. there are oh. multiple. Beehives. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Is it this one then? Oh yeah. Sorry, I thought with, everybody. There, there, a lot of them have fireplaces. I thought you were yeah. talking about this one with the fireplace. <laughs> This yeah, one also has fireplace. Confusingly, there are several B fives. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are all the guest rooms. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Sylvie can take the window then. Yeah, she can block the window. All right, now that everything's blocked, stop right there. Show yourself. Oh, what? Well, I've got an angry badger and a bow. I guess I could take matters into my own hands. What are you dealing with me for? Pissed off a lot of dragons. And what exactly did I do? You stole their eggs. And where are the eggs? Well, you're gonna point a bow at me? You don't know where those eggs are. All right, listen, mate. There's five of us in this room, <laughs> and one of you. We know you took two eggs. I just need to know, because we can just work from here, how bad we need to hurt you to find out where the two eggs are. You tell me where. We'll work up to that. And then we'll get our eggs. You trying to intimidate him? Absolutely. Okay, roll on intimidate. 19 off the die, 26. Okay, okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down. However, I'm pretty high up. And he becomes visible and he's got an egg in his hand. Oh, shoot. And I just might drop it. I'm feeling my fingers getting a little slippery. All right, don't do anything rash. You lose that egg, you lose your life, but none of that needs to happen. We can work it out. All right, what's in it for me then? You want to work something out? Sure. What is it you're looking for in this arrangement? Clearly not money, or you would have just handed over the eggs like you were supposed to. Oh, there's a little something your friend probably isn't telling you. He didn't want to pay you up. At least not what he told me he'd pay me. What is he supposed to pay you? Five gold per egg. Said it was a delicacy. And when you brought him the eggs, what happened? He said he only would pay me two. So I said, hit the road, sucker. Fair enough. You know, us sims aren't really huge fans of the pseudo-dragons. So, it's all the same to me as long as I could take the eggs. But if I ain't getting any... If I ain't getting as much gold as I wanted, I figured I'd let that guy sweat. How about this? I go talk to the man. I tell him we found you. I'll tell him we're sticking to the original price. He gives me 10 gold. I'll come back here. I'll give you 10 gold. You give the eggs to me. You leave. End of story. Nobody gets hurt. You just walk out of here 10 gold richer than you were when you walked in. And you don't go bothering those dragons again. It's just going to get you and us and them in a bunch of trouble. All right. All right, I like what you're saying here. Ten gold? Eggs first. Oh, no, 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 no. I hear <laughs> I hear that. You think you're being very quiet. That was Haley. You're pretty loud over <laughs> that there. Haley. Pretty loud over there, Miss Half-Orc. No, no, no. I need that ten gold before I'm passing these eggs over. They're my only leverage. That would be stupid. Half the gold up front. All right, listen. I see you holding one egg. I'm going to go get this money. My friends are going to stay here with you. When I come back... We're going to do a five-for-one transaction. Then you're going to produce the other egg, and we're going to do that again. Nice and simple. Does that sound reasonable? I guess I could work with that. Okay. He looks to his friends. Somebody make sure he doesn't slip out of the fireplace window or door in this room. I'm going to leave and come back, hopefully with ten gold. 
Sylvie looks uh, up at the imp and she takes like a, a stance like she's ready to, to pounce and grapple. I think I can keep him in this room. I think you can too. All right, I'll be right back. He opens the door, runs down the hallway and gets to the kitchen. And so you get to the kitchen. Go ahead and make me a diplomacy to see if you can negotiate this. Yeah, so, hey, I found Jam. Uh, he's got the eggs, but he says you agreed to one price and give him the whole thing. Bollocks. Ibs. Listen, I know that you've got nobility here. He made a deal with me for two golden egg, and then he raised the price on me. This is he said, she said. Unfortunately, he wants to drop the eggs and destroy them. That means that your lady's not getting fed. Oh, I could scrape it up off the ground. Do you really think she wants that? No, you're right. And I got a 17 total. 10 gold. This whole thing goes away. Hmm. All right. All right. Does he hand over 10 gold? Yes. All right. So then I come back with 10 gold. All right. My friend, just like we planned, five for one. Let's do this right now. And maybe he motions one of his taller friends... Diego to like Mir. go or Mir sure to go and make a transaction. He hands her five gold or whatever. And we make it happen. If he is not playing funny. Mir wants to make sure that all, uh, all of this is safe. So she'll go over and she will hold her hand out for the egg and then like hold out the gold. So this imp is pretty interesting looking. He's got this skin that even when he's visible is shifting colors from mottled reds to deep blues. And he's got black backwards pointing horns. You can see he's wearing a talisman around his neck, depicting a staff wrapped in scrolls. And his tail curls behind him like a chameleon's tail. Can Sylvie do a knowledge check to know more about him? Sure, that would be a religion. Is this Ooh. applicable to everybody that has religion? Can we see him from where we're all in the room? Can see him. Okay. Can she roll untrained? Uh, you could roll an arcana. Okay. Ooh, I think I might have it at, at a 15. Not a particularly high roll, but a level one, that's not terrible. Sylvie has a 20 on the arcana. Yes, yeah, so with a 15 religion, this is an imp. Good to know. Yeah, I mean, you would know that he's probably venomous. Sylvie, this looks like an academy imp. Because ah. this doesn't look like a normal imp. Some powerful magic user must have done something to this imp. The talisman that it's wearing, does she recognize that of any importance? Uh, both of you would know that that is a holy symbol, although the deity... Neither of you would know. Hmm. Uh, the imp flicks its tail forward, wraps it around the gold piece as it hands the first egg over. All right, number one. Now, where are you hiding the other egg? That, my friend, is a little magic. A little bit of magic, a contingency. And he snaps his fingers, and the other egg appears right next to him. A little trick I learned. Hey, I noticed your little insignia there. You wouldn't happen to know the four dices, would you? Why do you ask? Call it a vested interest. She narrows her eyes, not sure if she should trust this imp, 
Well, you are in luck. I am one. Your great-grandpappy uh, Dyson really seemed seemed like he knew his way around the academy. Oh, yes. He was a prominent member of my family. He, well, he rose my family to a great household at one point for winning the Bridging Festival. Now, would you... Would you say his skills run in the family? Oh, but of course. And she'll do a, uh, attempt to do like an acrobatics tumble and pop up. (laughs) Let me add acrobatics. Dyson four dice? Beck's looking at me and Diego like, what the hell are we watching? (laughs) Right. Hey, do do, do a flip. Do you have a talent? She starts flipping around. Do a barrel roll. Sylvie, her ability just got called out. She's going to try to prove herself. Uh, 20, 24. Oh, oh, very impressive. (laughs) You know, I happened upon this, well, happened upon being stuck on this plane because of a, uh, one of the jackasses at the academy summon me and then you know instead of making me as familiar he cast me right out and he's still hanging out there that tough ah so you want to gain entrance to find him yeah it kind of makes me upset that I'm stuck here and I was thinking you know somebody with your kind of skills might be worth hanging around the four dices will once again be raised to a great household status, and I do plan to do it myself. Being the second to win the Breaching Festival only seems fitting. Well, I will be very interested to see if you can manage that. I really like how this is going. You showed me cool flips. Alright, we can be a team. <laughs> <laughs> Our little family's growing. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the Breaching Festival. What is this? Well, it's the uh, it's the annual competition to see if somebody can break in to the Academy. And so far, only her great-grandpappy's ever done it. Mm, I see. The prize, it keeps growing every year. There is much at stake if you are to win. Well, I got a proposal for you. If you're eventually planning to participate in this breaching festival maybe i tangle along i could be be uh, pretty helpful in a pinch and i gave you pseudo dragon eggs back i'm clearly a reasonable guy sylvie tilts her head a little bit i think we could work together it will take some time but i'm sure with your magical knowledge and my skills we could be quite the theme. What's your name, sweetheart? My name is Sylvie. It is a pleasure to meet you. What is yours? The name is Sazaram. You can call me Sazzy. Sazzy, it is a pleasure. Wait, Sazzy and Sylvie? It's great. It's a great, great team. You know, there's an entrance fee to join the party. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pay ten gold to get in. <laughs> I can earn that with two pseudo-dragon eggs. <laughs> Be right back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he has tingle now. And uh, and as you, like, stick out a finger to shake his little imp 
hand, you see this like glow go up his arm and up through his horns and the talisman kind of glows and then he poofs. Oh, what did I just get myself into? Yeah. You just made a deal. I think on that note, we'll continue the curse campaign next time. All right. Oh, Oh my God. The Bestow Curse podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.